Alright folks, welcome back after a long hiatus to the Red Ass Podcast. It's been a long, long winter. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was a couple of months there, man. Yeah, we were we were both busy. We had a lot going on. Man, everything got busy and and, uh, and I think you were probably a little busier than me in a really good way. But um, yeah, I mean, I, and we, we'll, I want to talk about that a little bit. Oh, sure. Things have been going so well for y'all. But yeah, I mean, it's nice to be back. Um, yes. Uh, and... We really, uh, I don't know that we would have necessarily come back today uh, were it not for what has basically occurred over the last 24 to 36 hours. Yeah, so, and this is not A&M sporting related at this point, and that's something we're definitely going to discuss as far as, like, the future of this podcast. Not that it's going away by any means, but I think a lot of our subject matter is not going to necessarily revolve around some kind of set schedule of A&M sporting events. Is that fair? Yeah, no, we're going to free things up a little bit more. Um... Uh, I mean, we still want to talk Aggie sports. I, I, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, note. Um, yeah, I, in fact, I want to talk a little Aggie sports before we get into what we're going to get into. That that works for me. Uh, but just kind of a real quick gloss over. You know, we're not we're, we don't do recruiting. We're not um, you know we're we're not a, a recruiting service. No, you know. Go listen to Tech Sags if you want. Yeah, that. yeah, we're just you know? two, we're two guys <laughs> like to talk about what we see. Um, so uh, yeah, but you know, it's good to be back in the chair. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, as far as uh, A&M sports, I did want to talk a little bit, just real quick, about uh, you know, what's going on with the baseball program. Yeah, um, uh, big changes. Yeah, well, obviously big Finally. changes. Um, and yeah, there's no reason, because we've been gone for so long, there's no reason to rehash it. But just really in the last four to five days, um, you saw all the transfer additions, um, you know, finalizing assistant coaches. And uh, I think there's got to be just a, a massive amount of excitement because between, you know, you always look at it as, you know, when you get transfers in, uh, you know how quickly can can that affect a program? Sure. And I, I think baseball and basketball more so than anything. Um, basketball just because one transfer can be twenty percent of your team, and, right? And, but in baseball, baseball is such it's probably the most individual team sport there is. Well, and you look at the the pieces that we brought in, and a lot of the stuff that we've already seen early out. You know, you've got grad transfers, which with the with the updated rules and everything with the transfer portal everything just becomes that much easier to move around yeah and we went out and got ourselves uh, some fine pitchers including uh, a couple you know a guy from Texas Tech who fun fact uh, followed the 203 account two days before he made his announcement I'm like oh that's rather interesting hmm. isn't it hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then naturally I get tagged in the post afterwards and um, you you can imagine the kind of notifications I got from Texas Tech fans. Now, granted, there were plenty. There were the vast majority were like, you know, good luck, go do your thing. But man, there were some salty people in those comments. Like, I didn't know Beard was out here switching up and playing baseball too. And I'm like, okay. Oh boy. Well, and uh, and so, but but I think uh, relative to baseball, right? Um, the ability to turn it around. Sure. And and drastically improve the product on the field in one year from one season to the next mm-hmm. uh, absolutely exists. And, sure, and I think it, it exists more so in baseball than anything else. Baseball and softball. Yeah. Because like I said, it's it's the most individual team sport out there. If you can bring in two great pitchers and, uh, you know, you can bring in a little bit of power, you can bring in some hitters, uh, you know, all you have to do is put them on the field and let them play. Yeah, we, we've seen in a very short order – uh, Jim Schlossnagel made it a point to show everybody that Texas A&M's not here to play around and just be a whipping boy in the SEC. He's coming in here with you know guns blazing, went and picked up some serious hires uh, yeah. from from out west primarily. You know, a few guys from Arizona, one guy from Arizona State, um, as well as picking up several of those recruits who, mind you, you can say what you want about Arizona or any of that fun stuff, but there's no denying, especially Arizona baseball right now, they are a dominant program from the Pac-12. So getting players that were going to be very good on the West Coast in here, that's good too. Well, and there's no denying that um, they followed their coach, which yeah. which goes to tell you uh, two things. One, obviously a great move. It's not like you're specifically targeting a coach because of the players on that roster. No. But he's clearly a coach that kids are willing to change their – like place where they go to school their academic institution to play baseball to follow this coach and that's a good sign because obviously this guy you know has great rapport and builds great relationships with these players so much to where they're willing to transfer yeah and it's and and like you said transfer from a program that very good (laughs) program program. i mean between them and tcu and texas tech these are all programs that have been long known to be good baseball programs especially within the last 10 years now, Jim Schlossnagel coming in here and really just kind of turning everything up on its head, 
I have Mississippi State guys too, mind you. Congratulations to Mississippi State on your first team title ever. I was I was so surprised that Vandy didn't win that. You know, and what's crazy about it, you know, just kind of a you know, I know it's a bit of a you know, bit of a detour here, but looking back at that particular series, Vanderbilt scored, you know, seven runs in the first and then did basically nothing they for were the rest. Yeah, then they of were the, just kind of done. It was bad. I, I was just surprised because when you have yeah. guys like Rocker and Lighter on the mound and it's yeah. a best of three series, you know, you feel pretty good about it. But, yeah, we're not going to go – I mean, that's but, you want to talk about but, rehashing something right, old. <laughs> right, but, but like, uh, I had some Mississippi State fans who, mind you, coming straight off a title that reached out to me and said, man, you guys are going to be pretty salty next year just from what we can see. I'm like, yeah, no, we're, we're excited about it. Um, yeah, I'm not – I'm not one guy to put everything in one basket. I'm not going to sit here and say that we are Omaha bound next year, but I mean, we we're not going to be a team that anyone's going to overlook. I, I given the pieces that we've added, um, and obviously just the coaching changes. Sure. Um, I I'd be really surprised if we didn't end up at the postseason. Oh, no doubt about that. Because I, and not that that's the goal, but man, how bad did it feel to not make it? Well, sure. And like I said, a lot of times for these coaches, for these players, for whatever, it's just that fresh start to get something going. Yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I think this team is going to be absolutely dominant, but I think this team will will scare people. We're going to see a lot better product on the field. I agree. I think that's what it comes down to. I um, don't disagree with that. So I'm excited about it. So I just kind of want to kind of want to talk about that, but it's interesting you talked about um, you know, some of the reactions you were getting from tech fans being salty. Oh yeah. And that uh, that kind of ties into why we wanted to sit down. And I said 24 to 36 hours earlier. In yes. fact, it hasn't even been 24 hours. Yes. So uh in, in case you're not a soccer fan, <laughs> um but even if you're not, if you watch Sports Center or pay attention to sports news at all, you know that there's been this massive tournament called the Euros. Right, and if you've been following along with us on Twitter, which I'm sure many of you have, you've seen people losing it and you're like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Yeah. Euros. Yeah. Big deal. So it's it's a it's a huge deal. Um it's basically it's the European soccer tournament. That's what it is. So it's it's uh it's national team level play. Mm -hmm. Like the uh the American uh teams play in the Copa uh, or excuse me the the Gold Cup. Gold Cup. Yep. Uh it's kind of a CONCACAF that's like that's us over here. And you have um Um, well and then yeah the other one that's going on right now is you have Copa America down in South America. Well yeah, Copa just finished too. Copa in fact finished the day before so so South America has Copa uh, CONCACAF is us. It's kind of the North American thing. Right. And, um, yeah, it's North uh, everything American down Latin. to South America. Yeah, it's, it's Latin America yeah. and the Caribbean. Yeah, and, and then Euros are, are the tournament, um, right. obviously, in Europe. Go figure. Sure. So it was, Euro, it was Euro 2020 because they had to delay it a year. And, uh, and, and first of all, if you do like soccer, it was a phenomenal tournament. I, I think I watched almost every match and it, it was just wildly entertaining football. Well, and they set a record for extra time, you know, games and games that went to penalties you know, after the fact, which is just wild as well. There, there was a, there was a lot of extra, <laughs> there was a lot of extra time, but I mean, it was good, healthy, comp, you know, competitive play. That was fun to watch. And, you know, there were so many great storylines, you know, between, you know, Erickson from Denmark, who, was basically dead on the yeah, field. Yeah, he was revived. Like, first game, I think it was the first half? Was first, I think it was first. It was in the yeah, first, it was first half. half. That's it was right. the first half. Because they had, like, two or three minutes left to play of the mm-hmm. first half. Yeah, the dude collapses from a heart attack. They have to revive him on the pitch. Yeah. Um. And, I mean, you're talking about a world-class footballer, so that means world-class fitness. Right. So this is something, that obviously, you never see coming. He's, he's not, like, Excellent. super old. He's not, like, yeah. a 38-year-old footballer or anything. Right. And so, and then Denmark goes on kind of this storybook run, which was really fun to follow. It was. Um, but, uh, but so yesterday was the final. Sunday was the final, and it was right. England uh, versus Italy. And, yep. and uh, Italy hadn't lost like 33 or 34 matches at this point yeah, in the row. Yeah, it was 33 in a row at that so, point. Um, so they go to play. And uh, the match kind of goes. Uh, I, I'm not going to break down the match because I got my own thoughts about that. Sure. <laughs> um, but uh, so they go to extra time. Correct. And extra time in soccer, if you don't know, it's two 15 minute periods, and it's not sudden death. So you're going to play out that full extra 30 minutes. Right. So if you, even if you score, just got to keep yep. on holding. Yeah. And then uh, and then if it's still tied at the end of that, then you got a penalty kickoffs, and it's five apiece. And if it's yeah. tied after five, you keep going one for one for one. And, and blah, I, blah. God, having having experienced it from both sides of the, of the winning and the losing i absolutely despise penalties everybody does it's just not it's not fun for the nerves 
Oh, no, it's <laughs> awful for the nerves, um, without a doubt. But, uh, you know, it's finality, and there does come a point where, because the pitch is so expansive, uh, I mean, them running around for extra you know, extra period after extra period would just it'd be worthless. It'd oh, be yeah, no, you're not wrong. So it, it stinks for anxiety. Right. <laughs> but um, but so they, they go to penalties, and uh, and um, there were actually some blocks. Like it was a really entertaining shootout. Oh, it was a um, very good shootout. I mean, because the, the odds of blocking a, a shot at that level at a penalty is incredibly low. Right. I mean, and, most of the time it's going to be a miss or yeah. someone launches it or whatever. But there were, what, three saves? Four No. There were five total. There saves. were five total. Well, four saves and a miss. It was, yeah, there was one miss. Yeah, yeah, four saves and a miss. Yeah, Rashford overthought that about it was that was hard. That was Bounce, hard to watch. I was like, is he ever going to the post? He, well, he's just standing there over the ball for so long. I was like, is he going to go? <laughs> is there a, is there a shot clock on this? <laughs> right. But uh, so the the last three players for England missed. Okay, so Italy wins, and the last three players from from Italy miss. It was uh, yeah, Rashford, yeah. Sancho, and uh, Saka. and Saka. Yep. And uh, what well, Rashford is from Man United. Sancho is now with also Man United. United. Yeah, he just yep. signed with United. Yep. And then Saka is from Arsenal. Right. Um. So uh, you know, big clubs in England. You yeah, know, these are these well are, premier, yeah, these, are clubs. these are these are Premier League clubs. Right. Um, Arsenal is one of the big ones in London. And poor Saka. Kid's nineteen. Saka. Kid's nineteen years old. Um, but I mean, to even be 19 years old in that situation, I mean, awesome. Yeah. I, I, I certainly wasn't accomplishing that. I haven't accomplished that and I'm 41. No. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so, um, so, but here's the problem and you're looking at it through a lens of uh, a social media and I, and I understand that social media really does only represent a small percentage of the population. Honestly, um, there's a fit, big fat button there. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but you see it, and and I'm we'll just I'm just going to address it. Rashford's black, Sancho's black, Saka's black. Yes. All right. Rashford overthinks it, and hits the post. He had the keeper going the other way, and he literally just donks it off the post. Right. Sancho uh, uh, gets blocked, and Saka gets blocked. Correct. Um, and and with Saka getting blocked, that literally ended the ended the match. Mm. You know, ended the tournament. Yep. And. Like my immediate, well, my immediate gut, because I, I was rooting for England, like I was just kind of sure. like, yeah, a little torn, were. a little yeah. torn, but, uh, but not far after that, I was like, this is going to be bad on social media. Oh yeah. It didn't take long. And it, and it got me to thinking just how absolute trash of a human you have to be to go after these kids. And, and you know what? All of them are kids. They're all under 25. Yeah. yeah it was like 19, 21, and 24 were the three were Rashford. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're so right. So they're, I mean, none of them had gotten to the age where their car insurance drops. You know? Right. <laughs> and, um, and you knew what was coming. And, and, and fans are terrible as it is. Uh, professional sports fans tend to be bad. I mean, there's a reason we call them fanatics. Yeah. You know? No, without a doubt. And, and the, the flip side of that coin is their passion. And you love it. But, but the other side is just the ugly truth of, of humanity. Right. The, the anger, the, the unwarranted anger that, you know, over a sporting event. Now, granted, I understand, you know, for those of you who are not privy, uh, England has not won a major title uh, since, uh, since 1966 when they won the World Cup. And so you know, we're talking 55 years of history. Well, when basically here. West Ham won the World Cup for England. Right. You know, <laughs> like I said, this was, you know, we're talking 55 years of history. Uh, you know, between now and then, I mean, there's multiple people. I mean, you know, my boss, Sam, who works here, yeah. uh, you know, he made it a point to watch every match because it mattered to him. And he's never been alive when they've won a major tournament. He's 40. So yeah. it's just at that point now where you can understand the, the frustration of the fan, the fandom. But even so, it's not warranted for what we ended up seeing. Well, and that's the thing. And and being angry about a loss is one thing, but sure. the problem is when it's the uncontrollable anger and they're on and they're on social media and, and Saka and I and I understand that nineteen, twenty one or I think twenty one and twenty four years old, there's not a big difference in that. But the reality is it's just disgusting. Some of the comments and the things they say and what's crazy is Within an hour, maybe even within a half hour of the end of the match on Twitter, you see a lot of uh, former footballers getting on social media and, mm -hmm. and and celebrities saying, hey, look, I'm as gutted as you are, but, but is, is there any chance that you terrible, awful people out there can refrain from, from being racist about this? Correct. And nope. No, the answer is no. Apparently they can't. And and so what what we've done with social media, and, is, and it's one of those things where um, – you know, you've you've given the most vile pe 
people a, a microphone. I mean, you give them a platform. You gave them their own little soapbox, which, unfortunately, it's really easy, very easy for you to sit behind an anonymous profile and absolutely destroy a person yeah. or even your regular profile. But, you know, it's very easy for you to go around and absolutely destroy people. And it's it's absolutely deplorable, despicable, and well, yeah, and I and I saw the pictures on uh, uh or they were screenshots of Instagram from oh uh, uh, from Sokka's Instagram, yeah. and and man, they started off a ton of people, and and, and it breaks your heart because you see some of these messages are like, man, I've seven, you know, I, I haven't seen a championship in England in forever, but that still doesn't mean you didn't try your best, you know, right? Uh, you know, I mean, they made the finals in the Euros, which is not easy, no, at all, um, but. And they, the message is so positive, and they're gutted for them, and they're gutted for their country. But they're like, "Hey, you know, head up, you're, gosh, you're 19 years old. You know, right. you, you know, you've got your whole career ahead of you. You know, plenty more opportunities in the future. Represent this country and, oh, and, yeah, and especially do it right. 19. And do it right. Yeah. And, uh, and but then it just dives into this awful hole of shitty people. Yeah, I mean, how many people were commenting and putting monkey emojis yeah, in the middle of it's, all this? It's it's one of the most ridiculous pieces of garbage, and Awful. and what and what I get sick of, of hearing uh, is the response from these social media companies that are like, yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna try and moderate this and do this and fix that and investigate this, and you're clearly not doing it. No. Or, or considering you were cap- like you were you were able to literally write a program and, and establish an entire platform and application that has become globally popular. Correct. You trying to tell me that you can't find a way to filter and locate and do that? like because there there's a difference between like me going on Twitter and saying like, man, Tony Romo went ten for forty seven today. What an absolute garbage ass football player. That that's not hateful, and now the opinion might be wrong because I mean, as a whole, Tony Romo is not a garbage football player. But but it, being it was, angry about sure. it is, is different. But these personal attacks is where it's just gotten completely out of control. And 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 I, it's, there's a difference between free speech and hate speech, man. There just is. There is, and um, what we've seen is I think it needs to be very well established on platforms. I know the best thing that an individual can do is go and report individual comments. That's mm-hmm. something we can do. But even then, I mean, you're talking about, okay, that kills one account and he makes another one. Yeah, the same person yeah, has six socks. Right. So, unfortunately, you get down a rabbit hole where people are you know, hateful people are still going to have that platform. So, at some point, you've got to find a way to basically you know, make them uh, accountable for the actions they just took. You, you have to, but, but the problem is, like... I. I, the problem is, is I'm coming here with this complaint, but I don't have a solution because I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know what to do in that situation as far as, I mean, like reporting, obviously, reporting is sure. easy, but I mean, how, what's this, what, what are the steps that they take? Because you have, um, so, so you have like UEFA and the sure. Premier League and these governing bodies that, um, and, and CONCACAF, I believe, and FIFA did some stuff with the, with the uh, so, Mexico so, so uh, crowd. I about to say, I was about to use that as a great example. So if you look at what happened with Mexico, um, Mexico has a very famous uh, chant that they will use uh, on a free kick. Basically, they will yell puto at whoever's kicking the ball. Now, it's normally the keeper. Normally, they, they, the, they, yeah, they yeah, yell at the norm, keeper. Yeah, yeah. Typically, the keeper. And the prob- on a free kick. And the problem was um, it was being spun around towards being a very homophobic chant. Yes. Uh, especially in that country. So. Unfortunately, so I mean, so fortunately, what we saw from Concacaf was they finally locked down on it. They said, "Hey, you need to stop doing this." They kept doing it, and now they've suspended them without fans in the stands for a handful of matches. Right, and and I've got to be honest, that's a big deal. I I didn't I didn't see Concacaf being a governing body with the nuts to do it. I figured, you know, you think that's that's a FIFA thing, or or even Premier League, they're having issues with 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 racism in you know in the stands oh, at yeah. matches. Oh sure. And and all they've done is we'll investigate this and we'll do that. And Concacaf was like, all right, screw you, you don't get fans. Yeah, you don't get to play. So I mean, you don't, you don't get to go watch the matches, have fun. Yeah, so I, I mean, that's a step that that the sport governing bodies can take. Sure. Um, I mean, but, if you have to punish the club for it, you got to punish the club for it. But that I think whatever has to reinforce to make these people think 
man, you know, it's just not worth it. Maybe it's not worth it. Right. Yeah, and, and the problem is, is you're not going to teach these people to, to not think like that and do those things. No. But what you can do is at least get them to not behave that way. Well, you know, and, and it's and that's a terrible thing to say, but Kaki guy's not going to sit down with all of Mexico and, and have sensitivity training. That's yeah. it's not, it's not going to work. But they, they can make it to where, look, we said not to do this for right. this very specific reason. Correct. You went ahead and did it. And so now what they're doing is they're not just they're not just punishing the fans, they're punishing the team. And what that does is it leaves accountability with the team as well. And I and I mm-hmm. think that shared accountability is maybe the best <clears throat> excuse me, the best way to get through this. Right. Yeah, in the Premier League you know, we, we've got reports of, and obviously there's, I mean, it's every week at this point you hear it about, you know, people on social media racially abusing these players because of mistakes they made or they didn't play as well as, you know, the jackass, you know, 38-year-old that probably can't run a lap without stopping, you know, to, to walk. And, you know, he knows exactly how this guy should have played and he didn't live up to it, but whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right. But, you've, I mean, you've got it in, like, in the stadiums, at matches. Right. And so... They, you know, they're they're gonna investigate this and we'll, we'll take away this and do that. And at some point, I, they have to look at the Concacaf model, which is insane to say that anything in Europe, European football, yeah, should like no. a Concacaf. Concacaf, is, but ugh. yeah, but, <laughs> but but you have to look at it uh, at least from, from a different perspective. Hey, what did Concacaf do? Okay, well they suspended, you know, they, they just suspended the fans. Period. Right. I mean, I mean, does does. Does the Premier League think about doing that? Does maybe UEFA or FIFA think about you know starting to, to edge more towards those actions? Because the, the biggest problem is with the online stuff is the amount of investigations required to track these pe- actual people down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it may be somebody that doesn't even live in the same time zone. And so what are you going to do, punish them by not coming to the games? Right. You know, so there's, fortunately, there's just some people you're not ever going to be able to get to and, and hopefully, you know, rectify their behavior. Right. Um, you're not going to rectify their thinking, but you could at least rectify their behavior. But it's just, I, I'm so, I'm, I just get so sick of it, man. It's it's so easy to be, I'm, I'm one of the most passionate sports fans you will ever meet. And mm. that is with every team that I support. And and I'll, I'll come on here and, uh, well, at a professional level, I'll come on here and call players out by name. Mm-hmm. They're paid to do it. Um, it is the profession they chose. Right. And, and it's 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 sports, it's entertainment, it's their job. But I will call out poor performances. But what I won't do is call out character unless you've specifically done something to show that you have a character issue. Right. But poor play from a professional is poor play. But I never thought to attack a, a player, like a professional in any sport, I never thought to attack them over personal stuff. Well, and at the end of the day, you look at who these people are and what they do. They are literally playing a sport for your entertainment it has nothing to do with politics it has nothing to do with religion it has nothing to do with who they are what they are well except for maradona in the hand of god only time religion such football sure (laughs) but at the end of the day these people are literally out here for your entertainment and the only thing that you have in your itty bitty chestnut sized brain of yours (laughs) is to go after these poor kids and call them out on their character based on their skin color? Are you kidding me? Yeah, and that's the thing. And and the worst part is it's not just race, but but that's the most prevalent one because it's it's almost the go-to. Well, here's the deal. It's the most visual thing you can see from another person. Yep. As much as we love to say, and I know I've, I've done my fair share of this before, where people say, well, I don't see race. I only see character. At the end of the day, you look across at somebody else and their skin color is different than yours, and you have already set in your mind something about that person. Whether it's positive, negative, or otherwise. It's just been built into you based on the way you've been raised and how you've developed yourself. I have trained myself to get to, you know, to get to a point where I don't judge people on, you know, at least not on character by any means. Because it's really not worth doing that anymore. Well, and, and, and my thing is, so I, I, like when I'm looking at professional sports... Uh, the last thing I think about is the color of the skin. Like, no, I that 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 in and of itself is what's so weird to me is this approach that 
I mean, I mean, what what are you like? What are you implying by that? By those comments against soccer? Are you saying if he was white, he would have made it? Is that what you're saying? Because because right. I mean, where where are these? What's your problem? And so I, I and that's what I think bugs me more than anything. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of stuttering. It just get, it gets me really worked up. That's I just fine. I don't understand why that's the go to. Why that's the default? I well, I mean, I understand that there are racist pieces of shit on the planet. Sure, but. Why is the go-to to get on social media and berate these people? Well, I, I think it just reinforces what we've known for a very long time, which is that while all of these nations across this earth have made it a point to say, well, look at those backwards Americans and their racist, uh, yeah. racism and their policies, and I'm like, you're seeing it right now in the so-called progressive you know, areas of England. You see it in France. You see it virtually everywhere. Yeah. I mean, how how often did we see like in a like in a gold well like hell in what was it? It was um a Champions League. Yeah, there were there was like a Chelsea player. I don't remember who it was, but he went to go take a corner and they were throwing bananas on the field at Yeah. Him. Like this is not an issue strictly based this, this on... This isn't an American issue. This is not an American issue. This is a global problem that will persist well past probably our deaths. It's it, it's all of us. It's not Americans. It's not... And and, and I, I that's a really good point you raise. It's the whole, you know, gosh, you Americans are this and that. And you're just like, bro, come on, man. I, and, and I'm not saying that, that we don't have our issues, but please don't in a million years try and project your shortcomings onto us because you just, for some reason, think that's the way to do it. Because right. you can see clear as day and, and you and you see the reports. And, and I mean, you can when they show the videos or you can find the pirated videos because they don't like that stuff getting out. But you can sure. see this stuff that's on yeah. social media and you can see what's happening in these matches. Bro, that's not a bunch of people from Alabama that hopped off a plane and went to a Premier League match. No. All right. And, and look, not everybody from Alabama is like that, all right? No, we we totally crazy. get that. Jeez, no. Like I said, we're, we're, we're literally not singling anybody, anybody from, out. Anybody from Bama gets their panties in a lot. But, yeah, it's 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 just, it's pervasive. It's pervasive. It's invasive. It, it, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a character flaw. And, and I just, I wish I had a fix. But I, I just, I wanted to talk about it because it's just, it's so disappointing and it's so disgusting. And, and I got to thinking about it. I was talking with Megan just a little bit about this. And right. like Sokka's 19, all sure. right? Him missing a penalty to lose the Euro. Because while the other other misses mattered, his was the final one. And that's what's, that was, that's that's what the most remember. critical one. Yeah. He's 19 years old. And I get that you don't get to that point with being, you know, having a lot of mental fortitude. But just from a career point of view, I mean, this could be crushing for him. He's 19 years old, and he just, I mean, in his mind, he may be thinking this way. I just lost England the Euro Championship. So without anybody saying anything on social media, this kid's already dealing with that, you know? Yeah. I mean, now, does he bounce back and show that he is has just incredible mental fortitude, and, and he goes on and has a phenomenal career, continues his phenomenal career that's just in its, you know, dawn, really? Right. Um, or or is, is that disappointment coupled with, the backlash from his own countrymen. Well, and, and that goes back to something that kind of crossed my mind. Is this kid, I mean, I don't think he's going to suffer any personal, like, actual physical attacks. No. But I can't imagine that kid walking down the streets of London or wherever and looking around at these people and go, was that person somebody that made that comment? Was, yeah, was, was this person somebody was, that made was that, that the comment? racist asshole? Was yeah. that yeah? I mean, and that's the that's something that sits in the back of people's minds. And you know, frankly, you come back. Let's just you know bring this home a little bit. I mean, you know, there's you look at Texas A and M, and you look at you know kind of our history, and you know there's we do have a bit of a controversial statue on campus for people who feel that way one way or the other. I'm not going to get into the details, but with Sol Ross. You know, you see how people defend it, and you see how people defend it on Texags, and you. I can only imagine what like the average football player or black student that attends A and M that looks at these and says, "Man, was that a guy that made that comment? Was this guy that made?" Yeah, that was comment? that was that a guy that got a, a one month ban because what he said was so completely outlandish. Right, and so it's it, the fact of the matter is the keyboard and the computer screen has allowed racism to fester because people I think it, I think it's allowed it to grow I don't know if it's allowed it to grow but you know it's amplified it, it, it is amplified I think that's it. probably really what it is and so you have a, a large number of people at this point 
who have been given a platform to say what they can want, what they can say, without fear of really any kind of um, reprimand or anything along None. those lines. None. So, I mean, it's really up to the individual websites to do a good job of policing that crap. I mean, you know, web, like I said, text ags, they need to go and like do a power wash and like the power politics board. They have to find a way. And I get it. There's a lot of money in the politics board, but man. That's, yeah. a, that's just a close to home example. <laughs> yeah, but again, yeah. It, it, well, I think that that also is, is a really good mirror kind of for what we're talking about. Oh, exactly. Yeah, so you see all these comments on uh, on Saka's Instagram, mm-hmm. and I mean, who's to say that any of them are in London? You know, what if they're some? You know, what if they're not even England? What if they're living in Germany or you know, So wherever. So yep. the only way you can do it is. Again, from an administrative point of view, you, you, I don't know, just hire more moderators or, or write an algorithm and get right. it figured out. But from our point of view, and, and this is, you know, and this kind of goes into the whole humanity thing. You know, when you're walking down the street and, and you see something wrong, and, and this isn't, I'm not just talking about racism, I'm just talking in general. You're walking down the street and you see something happening that's wrong. Like, you know, somebody's trying to take a lady's purse, you know, right. or, or, you know, some dude's getting mugged or somebody's trying to break into a store. You know, when you see that, you you intervene, right? It's, it's, either, it's that or, either that or you whip out your phone and film it like a lot of these kids well, nowadays. Well, see, and, well, and that's what I'm getting to. Right. So, you know, if you're whipping out your phone, you see this, the first thing you're doing should be calling the authorities, all right? Right. Because it's up to us to police ourselves as well. And that's and that's all behaviors. Right. And, and the problem is we become a society that would rather whip the phone out instead of dialing 911. We yeah. make sure we bring up our camera and get the right zoom angle and then go ahead and start filming. And, and that's what we become on these online uh, forums and, 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 and Instagram, social media, everything. We see this happening, and I guarantee you a ton of people that saw that didn't even flag or report the comments. They're just like, that's disgusting. Well, you can't. You got to cut. You if you walk it. by and somebody's breaking into a store, you don't go, well, that's wrong, and keep walking. No, you take action. You, you, I mean, you, you, don't, you don't have to, like, jump in and, and you know, make a citizen's arrest, but you're going to call the authorities because something something needs to happen to people doing the wrong thing. And, right. and the reality is, is racism isn't free speech. It's, it's just, that's not how that works. It's okay? hate speech. It's, it's hate speech. It's just, you can't, you can't go on social media. It's, it'd be the same thing. Just walk out in the middle of the street and start, you know, flinging racial epithets around well nobody do that because you're not behind your keyboard to save you right exactly anybody that is in that you know group that you're making light of they will happily turn on you for good reason yeah they'll beat your ass because you deserve it so you know i think it's it's just one of those things where it's a big huge joint effort but i i feel like not enough effort is being made from the administrators and the moderators Uh yeah yeah, you know, Instagram and Twitter. I just I feel like there's a whole lot more that they could do, um, but but it just and again, I'm I'm not smart enough specifically in what those guys do for me to be able to say here's the solution. You know, that's the problem. As I wish, uh, you know, identifying problems is always you know don't come to me with a problem if you don't have a solution already. Right. And, but, but I mean, it's my, a very big problem. Is the, it's a, is the difficult part. It's this. a big problem, and all these companies. And and I'm I'm gonna throw this out here real quick because this bugs the crap out of me. All these massive corporations, all these big companies, and you know, they got Instagram and Google and blah blah blah. blah. Man, they are so fast to to make sure that everyone knows how how much they're against racism and how much they're against transphobia and how much they're an ally for LGBTQ. Sure. Uh, but man, saying that seems pretty empty because it seems like sometimes they're not doing all they're doing is CY. They're just cover your ass stuff. Like, look at us, we're an ally. No, we, you know, we did this, and, but you're not doing enough. If look, if you're going to be against stuff, or and you're going to be an ally for for other things. I mean, figure it out. You guys are the, are the moguls in the industry that do these, and you guys need to get together and start working on your end. Because in our on our end, we can report these people. You know, we we can right. single them out and, and make sure that. Um, yeah, it's. I'm not saying, you know, we need to we need to find this person and send them through three weeks of cultural sensitivity training. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you just take away their right to be on the platform. And that's pretty much what it boils down to. Um, that's, and, not, that's not taking away your free speech. It, no. Look, you can go out on another platform or you can just go stand on the street and say no. what you're saying. No, and all it really, like I said, all it really boils down to at this point in time 
is you just have to find a way, better ways to police it, mod it. You know, I mean, and Lord knows there's plenty of people out there that need job right, jobs right now. Go get some moderators. Yeah. Uh, let them be on various accounts. And if there are reports, you know, feel free to let them go dig and find out who these people are. You can get IP addresses. These are real things. Yeah. Go after these people. There's people that do that for fun. Right. So, <laughs> so I mean, I think kind of coming to a conclusion on this. <laughs> Looking you know, at you, Outdoors Board. Right. <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah. No, outdoors board will go after anybody. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, in the world that we have right now, I mean, the best thing we can do is not be shitty to one another. Yeah. That's like the first and most important thing, you know, golden rule, right? Yeah. But also make it a point to stand up for those people and make the moves because people will notice that. And at the end of the day, that's all we can do. Yeah. It's just, it bugged me so much. I wanted to come on and talk about it. That's fair. Um, it's just. It's just so disappointing. It, it was a big issue uh, for this, and, and for this saw, tournament. And I saw it coming. Yeah, well, it was a big issue in the Premier League. It's just yeah. a big issue. It's an issue. It's, a, it's an issue with Premier League. Right. And then, you, you know, if you think Premier League fans are, are passionate, you know, then you get to international play. Right. And then, you know, oh. you're, I mean, you're, you're amplifying everything tenfold because it's the entire country. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, and we'll see it again in the World Cup. I guarantee it. Yeah. You know, once, yeah, once you got, like, England playing against – a Nigerian side, or you got so somebody playing against whoever. No. I mean, you've got all these. Like I said all it's these. Not just but, England hey, either. No, no, it's not just England. <laughs> it's, it's universal, and uh, so that's all fun and dandy. Um, don't be racist. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, that's well, pretty much. Yeah, just don't be a dick and call out people that are being dicks. It's pretty simple. Pretty simple. So yeah, I mean, <sighs> I think that's a pretty pretty fair point. So what all else is going on? So I mean, we didn't really get a chance to talk. Uh, good bull. Uh, no, yeah, no, that's, that's all done and dusted, man. Right. Uh, that, that's put up. Um, I've got some stuff going on, but, um, I'm always like a man of mystery when I say this, but nothing I really want to put out right now. <laughs> it, it, but, um, it has nothing to do with license, does it? Uh, with a license. Yeah. Cause you kind of need one in order to do it. Uh, well, I'm doing some stuff with that. Uh, but I'm still in the reserves. I still haven't flipping or tired. Because apparently that's just never going to happen. No, I'm getting pretty close to that. Schedule my retirement brief. Uh, I'm actually getting real close to retiring from the Army. Um, nice. Yeah, and, and working on some stuff uh, just kind of on my own. You know, and I, and I still do uh, you know, I still do construction sales kind of on the side. Sure. So, you know, I still got that. Um, but, yeah, I've, honestly, right now I'm just I'm gearing up for a ton of travel. You know, I, I did Vegas. I had bowling nationals. And, right. Um, and then came back and went to Texoma. Met, met up with my, my whole family in Texoma. Right. Um, and then I came home and needed a vacation from that vacation. Uh, yeah. And then September I'm, I'm going to um, New Hampshire. A good uh, buddy of mine from the 82nd is getting married. So cool. I'm in the wedding, so I'm heading up there. And then October I'm going to Europe for 16 days. Right. You're so heading out to Normandy, right? I am, yeah. Normandy and uh, St. Mary Glees and um, – uh, they are, I think we're going to the Arden Forest. I mean, we're in Paris. We're going all, kind of all over the place. Uh, and staying, on, yeah, staying busy. Yeah, yeah. And then hopefully I'll just be able to relax until, well, I'll just kind of get into a groove once I come back from that. Just kind of work and right. come home and be normal. You know, and then, then, then the holidays will be right in front of my face and it's time to gear back up, right? Yep. Uh, well, and plus, you know, there's that whole little Aggie football thing. No, you know, and now, <laughs> and I'm sure there will be a plenty to discuss with Aggie football once I we get am, around to it. I'm, uh, I'll just say I'm looking forward to this season. There's going to be plenty to discuss. I think yeah. I think it's going to be a fun year, man. Well, so I, a little bit. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit, or really, you're just going to talk about it. So um, your uh, music career, correct, um, has been on what's well. It looks the opposite of what the stock market looks like. Your music career is on a rise. Uh, it's what we like to call stonks. Uh, yes, stonks yes. You are all point. green right now. We we are we are definitely in the black and moving in the right direction. And it has been uh, a nice fun ride so far. Uh, been staying very busy. Um, virtually every weekend. We're out and about playing somewhere, somewhere. Now, remind everybody who you're playing with. So, uh, the gentleman's name is Carson Jeffrey. Uh, If you can, actually do us a favor. If you haven't already, even though I've been posting about it, uh, do me a favor and go check out our new EP. It's called The Buzz Brain Part 1. It's got three songs on it, ten minutes of pretty good little red dirt music. Just go and enjoy it. And you've got it all on your personal Twitter. It's on my Twitter. It's on every... I mean, yeah, it's like if you go into my thing, it's like my... Like my initial website, you can click on it; it'll get you in there. Okay. Um, 
pl- plenty there, so be sure to go check it out. Um, we actually just had some fun this past uh, few weeks, so we were filming a music video, right? Oh, yes. For, for, for one of our songs. Uh, it's called Wine and Weed. Um, it was written by Carson and a buddy of his, and the whole premise of the song is Carson likes his Boone's Farm wine, his buddy liked his Rocky Mountain weed, so they kind of put them together because they've been so good for both of them. Anyway, so uh, music video, I'm not going to spoil any plot details or any of that fun stuff. It's, it's music video. It's going to be for fun. But be sure to go check that out. It's going to be um, readily available uh, on all platforms. I will be obviously posting it as soon as it does come out. How, how old is he, Carson? Uh, he's 23. That sounds about right. He, he's a fighting Texas Aggie class of 20. He's 23. Yeah. Hey. You gotta be a pretty strong-willed, strong-minded twenty-three-year-old to admit to the public that you like Boone's Farm. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> well, well, well it, the other thing is, like, he f- for medical reasons, he really can't have it very often. He, you know, he's diabetic, so, ah, yeah. so he really can't have Boone's Farm. But it's always hilarious when we play shows and people buy him a bottle. And he's like, all right, who wants it? Yeah, <laughs> so right. we, get, we, we spread, You guys just kind of look at each yeah, other yeah, like... We, uh, right, we spread the you know, nose goes. Right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's one thing that we, we got to deal with. Uh, we actually filmed the last bit of it. We, we got to headline Cheatham Street uh, in San Marcos on Thursday, which, you know, famous, famous bar. Uh, that's mm-hmm. where George Strait got his start. That's where a lot of... I mean, hell, that's where Parker McCollum got his start. You know, you're mm-hmm. talking big names have played in that building. But we got to headline our first headline show there, and it was, it was a great crowd, especially for a Thursday night in the summer. Uh, played Floors Country Store, and then uh, this next week we're heading up to Grady's Pub in Oklahoma, which is uh, Grady Cross, uh, formerly of Cross Canadian Ragweed. Oh, okay. Uh, it's his bar. Uh, we're playing up there on Saturday, uh, playing the Big Pavilion in Arlington Sunday, Arkansas and Kansas the next week, uh, San Antonio Gainesville and Austin. Uh, so, yeah, we're kind of doing a convoluted route because we're going to San Antonio to Gainesville back down to Austin. Uh, huh. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but then, uh, fun part, in uh, early August, we're heading into the studio to record the second half of the EP in Nashville. Good. So we're going to run up to Nashville and slam that out before we go on a Colorado run, including Denver, Fort Collins, and uh, Basler, Wyoming. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then after that, it's just kind of a... Snowball, we still have plenty of shows all over the great state of Texas. Um, Washington County Fair with Geo and um, Jason Boland and the Stragglers, and that'll be fun. Um, I thought, big, big fan of Jason Boland. Oh, yeah, love Jason Boland. Um, but, yeah, no, we're just kind of all over the dang place right now. I'm just staying busy for sure. Well, and, and you always put the stuff on your Twitter, right, or you have the website on your Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I, I post the links all the time. And what are you now, at Rob the Slapper? At Rob the Slapper, yeah, because I'm slapping the bass, right? You know, that was kind of the whole deal. I mean, the, the deal was I, I was sick and tired of having that underscore in my damn thing, and I wanted to get just Rob White 14 or or Robert White 14, but the problem was it was just being a pain. So I said, screw it. I'm going to just change up the handle. Sure enough, that one was available, and I said, you know what? We're just going to make it happen. Shocked that that was available. I was shocked it was available, but you know what? I don't care. <laughs> it was available on everything, so I put it on Put it on there. Put it on Instagram, you know. I don't really have any other socials I worry about, but, hey, what, what are you going to do? So so if you're uh, if you're in any of those areas or you want to hear them play or want to go to a show, just make sure you go to Rob's Twitter, Rob, at Rob the Slapper, and he's got the website up in your uh, bio. Yeah. Kind of linked in the yeah. little, like it, the little it, link, whatever. It's gonna, it'll send you to our Spotify page, and that'll yeah. get everything else. Um, definitely be sure, to, yeah, listen to our music, and if you like it, share it, give it to people you like. If you don't like it, send it to somebody you hate. You know, <laughs> make yeah. make it easy for you. Um, that's what we always sharing say. About, is, sharing is caring, and that's what we say about the podcast too. You know, if you like what we say, awesome. If you don't, well, send it to somebody you don't like. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's, you can Rick roll them with with red ass podcast. Exactly, always. So yeah, no, it was it's been really good. Um, just been staying busy. Uh, got new equipment constantly. Just it's every weekend. I feel like I'm. I've, I've kind of hit that point of, all right, we're in this thing. Yeah. You know, whereas. The problem was, I would just get a little, it, kind of like a drug, you know? It's like, you sit there, if you have, like, a bump every once in a while, and you're sitting there like, oh, wow. Like, you're looking forward to that next bump. Oh, my gosh, I can't wait. Yeah. Now, you're, you're just, you're kind of addicted. You're on this drug. So, just, it, you, you got to keep on rolling with it and keep on rolling with it. Well, and, you know. You, Not that you, I do drugs. <laughs> His drug is music, man. Um, and, and a little weed. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, and and you hear like you didn't hear that, mom. Yeah, <laughs> zonks. Um, so you and you hear it sometimes with the interviews from like uh, you know the, the the classics like you know Rolling Stones and those guys that toured for just well some were still out on oh, tour. Oh yeah, and and it's a blast, but it is a job. It is a job, and you know I'm my pay is getting better um, weekend over weekend. You know I'm not I'm not a, at a point where I can quit my job, but you know and go just do that full time. Although I, I for most people that's kind of the the end goal, right? Be able to right. do I mean, what you want to do. No, absolutely. You want to get paid to, you know, you want to get paid a, a livable wage to be able to do what you want to do. That's really what it comes down to. Right. And so it, it's been a blast. I mean, at, at this stage of the game, it, it has been kind of getting settled into the, into the rhythm of, Hey, let's, we're, we're going, we're making this thing happen. We're playing the shows regularly. We're doing this, we're doing that. And, you know, you get to the point where you know exactly what you're going to expect from some people. Um, people always come up to be, hey, can I get a set list? Or, hey, do you have a guitar pick? Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm a bass player. Yeah. It's like, what do I look like? <laughs> <laughs> Although, you'd be shocked at the number of bass players on our scene that do use picks. Uh, there's there's a sizable chunk of them. Hmm. That's I, surprising. Well, and I'm just... I'm just kind of a... I teach their own, whatever. Well, it, well, and a lot of them play five-string. I only play four. So it's oh, just, yeah. there's, there are so many different schools of thought. I mean, I would say I'm kind of a traditionalist, and I like using figures, and I like playing four. You know, if I need to tune down, I can tune down on songs. But I prefer using four strings. It's what I'm comfortable with. Some people like having five. I'm like, that's great. Um, I don't really see the need for a low B string. That's not really my deal. Well, I think I, I think the real question is, at what point are you going to transition to the upright bass? I own one. I know you do. When are you going to start breaking that out at shows? Well, the deal is we're not breaking that out until we get some acoustic shows. And Carson, fortunately for the rest of us, is not, um, I won't say he's not comfortable, but he prefers playing full shows to acoustic to shows, acoustic, yeah. which is kind of opposite of my previous situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's all good dandy. And so Carson has said that you know if we do end up doing some acoustic shows down the line, I want to do it where we've got That's kind of sweet. we you know, we kind of do everything. So we'll have an upright bass, and we'll have you know guitar and mandolin or whatever else just nice. for just for goofs. And I'm like, yeah, that seems like a good time. So no, it's been very good. I'm just I'm dog tired uh, every Sunday when I get home and I get to turn around and go back to work, um, and just trying to make everything move forward and just keep on trucking. I've discovered that coffee and Monster Zero Sugar have been my best friends. That's it. <laughs> and that's how I operate on a daily basis. Well, right on. All right. Well, it, uh, if you're interested or if you haven't checked it out yet, just go to, to Rob's Twitter or, or social media um, and hop on. It'll take you to, we said, the Spotify for Carson yes. Jeffrey. And if you're not interested, get interested. It's <laughs> well, good It's good music, I promise. That, that that was like all of us for a month and a half talking about Euros. Like, I don't care if you don't watch soccer. Watch soccer. Watch soccer. It's fun. <laughs> you know, listen to our music. It's not bad. I mean, and that's just it. It's well recorded. It sounds good. He's got a good style. And he's not – and you know, we've come up with a new term. I haven't even shared this term with you. So there's a lot of bands on the scene right now that are kind of leaning a little bit harder on their rocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we've affectionately called them Shred Dirt. Shred dirt, right? As, as, as opposed to red dirt. It's just shred dirt. That's and, good. Yeah. I'm like, man, we got to make t-shirts. Yeah, you need to you need to trademark that real quick. Real quick. Uh, you yeah. guys don't have to worry about the NIL stuff, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. No, not at this point. Uh, but, you know, a, a couple of things I didn't get a chance. Uh, so, uh, a couple of the shows I'm really excited about. Uh, so we're they're looking at National NFR. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're looking at us for doing NFR and Steamboat up in uh, Colorado. Oh, nice. Now, that's going to be just strictly Carson Acoustic, but we're going to do some shows on the way up there right. to justify all of us being there. So that's, That makes sense. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That's cool. Uh, good shows, happy times. Right on. I'm, I'm getting to do what I love, and that's fun. Yeah. You know, my problem is, is I'm not good enough at bowling or golf to get paid to do it. So yeah, my, my dad asked me the other day, he's like, dude, what do you actually want to do? And I was like, I've kind of already done what I always wanted to do. I always wanted to be in the army, and right. so I kind of already done it. Uh, and so uh, I, I am working on uh, a, a nonprofit, a barbecue nonprofit, actually. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, for uh, I, I guess I'll just talk about it. We got a little time. We got a little time. Yeah, yeah it, it should, shouldn't take long because I haven't got a whole a whole lot down the road yet. That's but right. um, so uh, working on um, it's a nonprofit barbecue camp. 
kind of like A and M has brisket camp, barbecue camp. Right. So the idea behind this is to uh, to to put this together, and I've already got a bunch of contacts and been in talks with some people, and um, mm-hmm. uh, some of them are already running uh, nonprofits, so they're kind of helping, and they've got land to do it. Sure. And the idea is to do it for veterans. That's cool. And so, uh, and I and I yeah, I've. I've Talked a little bit with with some of the profs in the meat science department, and, and I'm pretty confident I could get you know at least one or two of them to come out and kind of guest lecture, and you know we'd have pits and we'd have meat, and it'd be just kind of a good fellowship time, bring bring veterans and and wouldn't all be veterans. Obviously, we, we'd sell so many. The, oh, each camp would be, have, have so many seats because we were only gonna have so many smokers, right? Um, and then just kind of be able to hang out with some veterans and, and, and really address PTSD and suicide. It's called Q for the 22. And, and that's referencing the 22 veterans that, uh, you know, commit suicide every day. Sure. And so, um, so it's really focusing on, you know, mental health and PTSD and raising money for that awareness. Right. And so, uh, so that's kind of, that's one of the things I'm working on. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm excited about that because I've already got a lot of contacts uh, together. Um, and, and I know that, uh, well, you know, that's not like a jerk, but I, I know enough Aggies that that have money that, that love this kind of thing that would that would really honestly love to to help yeah. out. No, and that's that's gonna be great. And so, what, yeah. and we want to talk about good bull. That's some good bull. Yeah, that is some good bull. So uh, so I'm I'm working on that uh, amongst other things. But yeah, I'm really excited. So it's Q for the 22, and and you know as I get it up and running, obviously I'll I'll have social and everything. But it's it's well past just the think tape sage like it's, it's further down the road than that so just kind of keep a lookout for that Can't um wait. and you know if if you got a whole lot of money you know have your checkbooks ready because i'm probably gonna come knocking on the door <laughs> yeah and, and, and no doubt uh, we'll be you know we'll be posting about that here in the near future and we will uh, post all available links right anything, yeah. anything that you're going to need for that we will make sure that you guys see it so uh anything else you got Man, that's all I got. I hope we don't have something that happens in the sports world the next three days that fires me up so much. And I'm like, we have to podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and so I don't know how often uh, we're going to be able to schedule podcasts just because of our, our combined schedules. But we will obviously try to make it happen as often as possible. Yes. Um, and hopefully as we get closer to fall, things become a little bit more regular and we'll be able to get something going. Yeah, over the summer, I, th- I think we'll be able to, uh, you know, some of my traveling's calmed down and, and your traveling isn't calming down, but it's Never. but it's, <laughs> but it's certainly more uh, right. regular. So uh, sure. we should be able to pump them out uh, with a pretty decent regularity. It just might not always be both of us st- sitting in the same room. Right. But uh, so the audio quality might not quite be as great as it is here at the Texas Media Foundry. Oh, man. Uh, slight plugs there. Uh, yeah, no, if, if you guys obviously need anything video-wise, please give me a call. I need money. Um, so, <laughs> well, there you go. So, so that's where we're at. Um, guys, we do really appreciate you listening in, of course. If, if you got anything you'd like you'd like us to talk about, please feel free because, like we said, we're, we're going to branch off of just doing like A&M Sports Reports, which is kind of what it felt like we were getting into a rut of. Yeah, and, and that's okay. Um, you know, that's where we were at, and we do want to kind of expand our – horizons a little bit so if you guys have any topics you want to talk about if you aren't sure if we've covered a topic before if you want to hear us kind of reiterate something that we may have hit in the past on a less um less clean version of our podcast Uh you're more than welcome to reach out and say hey just curious about this again or whatever we're more than happy to talk about just about anything just make sure to leave the politics out of it because we don't we are a politics free podcast it's a politics free zone but outside of that it's pretty much up for up for grabs. Yep, we're more than welcome to talk about it. So, yep. uh, guys, uh, make sure to follow Roy May fifteen on Twitter, Rob the Slapper on Twitter, and of course us at uh, the Red Ass Podcast on Twitter. Guys, thank you so much for listening in. Thank you. Take care, Gigum. Yeah, you'll never walk alone. Yeah, you got Gigum. <laughs> <laughs>